What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Slapping Lead Wrestling Podcast. We're going to sit here and we're going to break down Crown Jewel. I finally was able to, to check it out, and we're going to talk about it, give you my thoughts and opinions on it. Um, and just overall, let's just start off from the jump. I thought this was very, very mid at best, uh, you know. Six out of ten, you know, mate, you know, like a C plus. I just, it wasn't bad. It just, it there, there wasn't anything necessarily exciting that came from Crown Jewel. It met the expectations I had of being a filler pay per view premier live event, and it, um, it, it there just wasn't any real. It, I, I wasn't excited going into it, and there wasn't anything during the show that made me excited to want to continue to watch it. Um, and so it, it felt like, at, at times, it felt like another episode of Raw to me, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, and so we'll go through these matches. We'll go through some of them, and more, more time will be spent on some segments. Um, but before we break down the actual card, I, I, I just, I'm going to go ahead and rant for a minute. We're going to have a couple of rants in this podcast, in this episode. Um, we're probably going to have a couple of rants and we're going to start with the first one. The first one is something I've ranted about before. This is, this is a serious thing for me, right? And it, it we may consider it like first world problems, but it's the start time, right? I just... It's a problem. It's a problem to me to have a one o'clock start time pay-per-view. You know, twice a year is fine. Three times a year, I can understand it. But in the year of 2024, we're probably going to have five or six of them. And as a big fan of the product, I just, I'm not going to be interested in having to watch replays. And everyone's going to be like, well, you can just replay it on, on, on Peacock. Um, after it's over, um, they, they, they miss the point. The, the fun of watching wrestling is, to, is the interaction with, with the community of people to watch it with. Without, you know, I had to go to great length today while I was at work, muted all the discords I was in that referred to wrestling, stayed off of Facebook, stayed off of Twitter, stayed off, you know, I muted all of my group chats, uh, with, with my friends that watch wrestling, right? I gave numerous amounts of uh, reminders. Hey, the show starts at 1. Don't spoil it if you watch it. And, and there's no reason in the world why the major audience of an American, why the American audience of an American company has to go to that great length to watch their programming. And if you do that six months, let's say we get four. There's already four planned. I'm assuming two Saudi shows, 
Germany, and Australia, with Paris more than likely going to be announced. So that's five. And it would not surprise me if they add a sixth show that was international, Puerto Rico or Mexico or something like that. Um, if we're going to do that, and the start times have to change, right, five or six times to where they start at one or two, you're, I'm, I'm be honest with you, I, I'm not going to buy into your product. I'm just, I'm just not going to buy into that product. I'm just, there's no reason for me. I'm not going to have a reason to sit here and, and spend time to get into a product that you obviously don't want me to watch at, uh, with a group of people. And then this, the, the argument of, the argument of, Well, you could just watch on peak guys. I don't know exactly when the show ended, but my plan was this starts one Eastern. I get off at five. That gives them, you know, the four hours to get the show done. Uh, assuming they're going to follow most of the last premium live events and go probably about three and a half plus the hour uh, of the post or pre-show. And so I figured, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, it would be over. I could get off work. I could get home. I, I couldn't start watching the show till 6.30 Eastern time, an hour and a half after I got off work. And I need y'all to understand, like, like I don't live a far way away from, from, like, I work and live, you know, on, I, I live on site where I work, right? So I, it's a three-second st step run. My thought was get off at 5 o'clock, start watching at 5 o'clock, right? I get to go turn the TV on, go on Peacock, and now I got to wait for the replay to load up. So when you research that, you find out it could be 15 minutes after it ends. It could be three hours after it ends. Now you're trying to get me to figure out, when, you know, when am I going to be able to watch this replay? People got things to do on on Saturday afternoons here. If you're off at work, you got family to spend time with or you work, right? One o'clock start time six times next year is not going to be acceptable to me. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. And Australia is probably going to be a 6 a.m. start time. Like, I don't think people realize that Australia is going to be a 6 a.m. start time. Are people going to be willing to get up at six in the morning, right, to watch Elimination Chamber? I don't, I get going overseas and getting that money, but you're hurting your, your fan base. You're hurting, I would believe the WWE fan base is 60% or more American. That's a majority of your fan base. And to, to put them on the back burner because there's some money that you can make to bring shows internationally, I'm just not a big fan of that. It's the same thing Endeavor did with UFC. And guys, when I say that they're going to start charging $70 for pr premium live events, don't look at me and say I'm crazy because that's what they're going to start doing. 
Y'all going to start paying for these shows every month. And I'm going to stop doing PLE reviews. Because I'm not paying $70 a month for a show. I'm just not. It's just not happening. I I know Endeavor. And until, until Endeavor proves me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and believe anything different. I right, These 1 o'clock start times are, are crazy to me. So, so there, there's that rant. That's how we're going to start the show off. I just... There, there's no reason in the world why we can't choose a, a, 11 cities in the in in the United States to do premium live events and go and give go and give the over overseas international crowd a smackdown or a raw right and maybe you can do like a super show like they did in India I, I just I just don't understand why PLEs need to be need to be international. It makes no sense to me. It really makes no sense to me. But let's break down the card. Pre-show, Sami Zayn beat J.D. McDonough. Again, I don't know really who cares. Like, that's how I feel about Monday Night Raw in general. It's like, like, who cares? Um, Again, it it was mid. It was a very mid match, right? So then you start the the show with Seth and McIntyre. In a match that was, I mean, it was decent. It was a pretty decent way to start the show. But anyone here who thought Drew McIntyre had a chance to win, let me talk to you real quick. Y'all ain't paying attention. Y'all not paying attention. McIntyre's leaving. I've been saying this. I've been saying this for weeks now. McIntyre has not resigned. He's not going to resign. And I don't think Endeavor's going to pay him what he wants. McIntyre's gone. I've been saying this. I think I think it's very possible that Drew Galloway will be, be in TNA in February. I think it's very po- I don't think he fits AEW. I think it's very plausible that Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, goes back to TNA. Um, I I think that's very plausible, right? So for anyone who thought Drew actually had a shot at winning this match, y'all not paying attention, right? It's okay to pay attention to to, to outside sources. It, it's fine to do that, right? I don't any anyone who picked. Drew McIntyre to win this match. I really need to ask why you would do that. He he stood no chance. There was no way in how they were going to put the belt on him for three months and then have him walk out of the company. Right? Um. I just it it was a it was a decent match. It didn't blow me away, but it was a decent match. But remember, go back. I think it may have been it may have been. This past Tuesday with my NXT review, or where I went through the shows that were that we had premium live event wise with Crown Jewel, Survivor Series, Deadline to end WWE's calendar year. And I said Deadline was going to be the best of the three. I, I still stand by that. Crown Jewel's over. It's going to be the worst of the three, just like we all expected, right? And Survivor Series is going to be pretty good. But I think Deadline will be the best of the three shows. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even joking here. 
Deadline is the best of the three shows, in my opinion. On January 10th, when all three shows are done, we're going to come back to this and we're going to think, oh, yeah, We Too Deep was right. Deadline was the best of the three shows. Um, You know, Priest tried to cash in and he gets stopped by Sami Zayn. Again, all of this story leading to probably what's going to be the Survivor Series match, whether it's War Games or not. I think they announced War Games was happening, but we could talk about that here in a minute. We had the five-way for Rhea Ripley's title, which Rhea won. Again, not, not surprising at this result. Not surprising at all. People people shined in this match. It was, a, it was a, again, a decent way to start the show. But if you if you saw any other result, you were looking too you were looking too hard to try to take the title off of Rhea. You you were doing too much. I could like, like I told you on on the preview show. I told you on the preview show we probably wouldn't get title title opportunities or title changes. These are filler shows. These are filler shows. These are the, the, the title changes aren't going to happen in Saudi Arabia all that often. They're filler shows. You're not going to get the big title changes at these events. All right. So then we move to Solo Sokoa and John Cena. I was wrong on predicting this. I picked Cena was going to win, and I picked it for storyline reason. That my, my idea of Cena winning would be Roman would be disappointed in Solo, and that's how you begin the, the shift of having Solo get disrespected and then turn on Roman. Um, obviously, I think they're going a different direction storyline-wise. I'm assuming Cena's getting ready to, to just up and, and dip again, and he's done. And that's my that's my understanding of what we saw. At least that's what what I picked up from what they were putting down. Um, Solo Sokoa beats the sh- living hell out of Solo Sokoa, and then Cena sort of walks away slowly, getting the standing ovation, which looked like a, like a retirement t- standing ovation. And and so now the whole IWC's out here thinking, oh my God, John Cena's going eight. John Cena ain't going nowhere. Shut the fuck up, dudes. Y'all overreacting. Y'all overreact. Cena's going back to Hollywood. That's where Cena's going. Cena's going to Hollywood. This isn't surprising. We knew this would happen. Cena signed through October. We're uh, we're four days after October. We knew this was going to happen. We knew he was going to go with the crown jewel, and we knew this was going to be the last event. Y'all doing too much. The uh, fans just do too much. Pay attention, right? That's going to be the overall rant of this episode. Just pay attention to the details that we that we have. Stop trying to do too much. Because what y'all do is you build too much expectation and you get disappointed and then you bitch on the internet. Y- y'all doing too much. Complaining that Cena needed that. Cena didn't need that. Y'all, if you couldn't tell exactly what was happening, Cena's entire goal was to get Solo Sokoa and LA Night over. That was the reason he came back and did eight, nine week, ten weeks 
of programming was to get L.A. Knight and Solo Sokoa over. He accomplished that mission. He accomplished it. Y'all doing too much to assume anything else was going to come out of this. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then we move to... Um, Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. Again, if you thought Rey Mysterio was going to win this match, y'all obviously don't understand what was going on here. Let's talk about Logan Paul as U.S. champion, right? They gave you clues in the match. I think it was Wade Barrett, which which said, could you imagine if Cena, or excuse me, it's not Cena. Can you imagine if Logan Paul won the United States champion and Michael Cole said something along the lines of, Oh yeah, that'll be on his podcast, and he right that'll be on his podcast on Monday. Like they, they gave you the result in the middle of the match. This is why I pay attention to commentary. They tend to give the give the result away. If you pay enough attention to commentary, they they tend to lead you to where you're supposed to go. That's their job. Their job is to lead you in the story. To, to to get behind like their job is to sell you the story and sell you why Logan Paul winning the title is a good thing because now now the US title is more relevant than it's been all year on Monday November the 6th when Logan Paul turns on the camera and starts filming impulsive with the United States championship around his shoulder, that title will mean more than than it has meant the entire year of 2023. The last 10 months of U.S. champions mean nothing when Logan Paul now has it and, could, and, and display it in front of millions of people. This is a strictly business decision. It was the best decision. I'll tell you something about this match, though. It was highly underwhelming to me. It felt too slow. The pacing was weird. It just, it just didn't, there wasn't a moment in the match. You know, Rey Mysterio is a high flyer. Logan Paul can do the high flyer stuff. And it just didn't feel like it was the high flyer type style. And so it just felt slow and, and, and unorganized to me. It was, again, it was a decent match. But I, this was the match I was really expecting a lot out of. And I just didn't really get much of anything, right? Decent finish. I love it. Logan Paul sort of cheating to, to get to the win. And the question is, is like, does that mean we're not going to see the U.S. title? on? No, no, no. Logan Paul is probably going to do full time through WrestleMania. Y'all got to see where they're, where they're going through. They're going through WrestleMania now. It's WrestleMania season. You got Survivor Series, and then you're on your way to WrestleMania, and you're building the best WrestleMania you can, and that's going to include U.S. champion L, or excuse me, U.S. champion Logan Paul, which I think he will lose to L.A. Knight. That's where I think L.A. Knight is going to fall in terms of the card. I think it's going to be L.A. Knight and Logan Paul. That's where I think it goes. I just. There's no reason to complain about this finish, about this result. Lo Logan Paul as U.S. champion is the best thing they could have done here. We move to EO versus Bianca. 
right? I, I, when I first thought about this match, right, my, my first thought was, oh, Bianca's winning. And then I thought about it, no. We're supposed to get Kyrie Sane back. Again, if you pay attention to the to the small details, Kyrie Sane was coming back. We knew she was signing for months. We just didn't know when. This felt like a good time to put bring her in, right? And now we have some dissension. She showed up. She helped EO. We have some dissension maybe between EO and Bailey now because it, it appeared that she didn't know Kyrie was coming to, to assist. You build a story here. I enjoyed it. There was a story built here. It wasn't the best match. I'm not a fan of EO Sky in any means. I'm not a fan of face Bianca Belair. I think you could give her some edge. You can make her a heel and still have her be, you know, the fan favorite among the children. I really, I really think I've already gone in that on that rant though. Um, Kyrie saying coming back doesn't do anything for me. It's no different than EO and Oscar. It's I, I, I don't see what the point is. It doesn't do anything for me, right? It, it just doesn't. Um, we moved to Cody and Priest. Again, just didn't do anything for me. Cody Rhodes picks up the win. <coughs> Excuse me. Which we all knew he was going to win. You don't have Cody Rhodes lose. They're building him to WrestleMania. He's not going to lose this. I just... I don't know what this did for Damian Priest, though. He looked like a fucking idiot. He loses this match. He goes to cash in, and and he doesn't do it quick enough. And so Sammy stops. He looked like an idiot. I just, like, what did that do? What did that actually accomplish? The Sammy Zayn, Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes, Judgment Day shit is leading to Survivor Series. We didn't need matches here. We didn't need matches here. This card was all filler to lead to Survivor Series. Like I said it was going to be. This was a this was another episode of Raw and SmackDown on a on a super international stage. It was a super show disguised as the as a premium live event. And if that's how you make your money, cool. But I don't see how you could do this long term and expect people to want to pay attention and to want to tune in on a Saturday afternoon when the shows are pretty mid. We get to the main event, Roman versus L.A. Knight. This is where we're going to sit for a minute. This is going to be the next rant. Roman Reigns, of course, retains the Universal Championship with the help of Jay Uso or excuse me, uh, Jimmy Uso. Uh, um. And then now we have all these people out here. Well, when's Roman going to Roman never shows up. And, and this is reported to be his last match of the year. And Ro I'm tired. Of, and, and it's from the casuals and the hardcore. I'm tired of this complaint. How many times does somebody have to break down Roman Reigns fucking character before someone fucking understands? Roman Reigns isn't he. How many times do you not understand his fucking gimmick? I've I've personally described it several times in the last two years what Roman Reigns' gimmick is. 
There is storyline reason why he's not on TV. He thinks no one's relevant enough. Y'all are trying to y'all are trying to put this outside of kayfabe and talk about well ratings this and uh, ratings this and money th- that, that, that that Roman Reigns in character does not give a fuck about that. Y'all are doing too much. Roman Reigns' gimmick is pretty fucking simple. He's been champion for fucking three years. He's, there's no one relevant to him to beat him, so he's going to go to his island of relevancy, which is he himself and, and right, to him, it's me, myself, and I. He's going to put Paul Heyman in charge. He's got the family uh, of Jimmy and Solo to keep keep run of his show and to keep things in order. And Roman shows up when Roman wants to fucking show up because it's his show. And he does what he wants to do because he's the tribal chief. It's been this way for three years. I don't understand what I ha- why people have to continue to, to explain Roman Reigns' gimmick. Oh, but Roman doesn't show up enough. Give him someone relevant enough. Build the secondary mid-card. Build the mid-card to, to give him someone relevant, just like you did with LA Knight. Right, but we don't need Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. We just don't. We don't need him there. We don't really need him at Royal Rumble. We don't need him at Elimination Chamber. I don't want to see Roman Reigns again until WrestleMania because that's the only place relevant enough for him to show up. That's the only place that's relevant for him to show up. The right, right. There's no, there's no other reason for him to be on TV. There's no one relevant enough for him to, 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 right? And so if you build Cody Rhodes correctly, you could then create him to be relevant enough to face him at WrestleMania. But there's no fucking reason for Roman Reigns to be on TV every week. There's no reason for it. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of hearing people complain about simple fucking story. The gimmick's been the same. Nothing's changed. And now, and, and that point in itself, people complain about, oh, it's the same formula. It's the same formula. They go 20 minutes and then someone cheats and Roman needs to start doing squash. No, Roman doesn't need to start doing shit. You don't, you don't, if it's not broken, why the fuck are you going to fix it? It's okay that his match that his matches are are predictable. Predictable is not bad. Predictable is not bad. There's a formula. You understand a Roman Reigns match. I was calling spots during that match, watching it. I was calling the spots, and that's not a bad thing. But there's one thing I'm certain of. Roman Reigns. Is the best damn thing on the product. He's the best damn thing on the main roster, what we would call the main roster. He's the only thing on SmackDown worth a damn watching. He's the only thing on Raw that's worth a damn watching. There's nothing else that matters in WWE right now. The Judgment Day are bland. Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso, bland. Cody Rhodes, to me, bland. Roman Reigns, 
entertaining. It's the only story that makes has any continuity or makes any sense right now. Logan Paul's pretty entertaining. Grayson Waller's pretty entertaining to me. But, but here's the thing. People are going to complain, oh, we're not going to get them at Survivor Series. Correct. And then if even if we get them at Rumble, there's still 10 weeks. Correct. So guess what? You got three months. You got 12 weeks to build a mid-card that is worthy to face Roman Reigns. You got 12 weeks to build a star to beat to face him at Royal Rumble. How much more time do you fucking need? Build a superstar. We complain because because Roman Reigns, y'all don't understand, man. Y'all don't understand how much you're going to fucking miss this storyline when it's over. When Roman Reigns walks away and is no longer here, it's not going to be, a, oh, thank God that's over with. It's going to be, oh, shit. I wish I would have appreciated that while it was here because the show's going to suck dick. Let's just be honest. SmackDown's going to suck dick without Roman Reigns. There's nothing there that's that's interesting at all. I'm sorry. Look, I get it. I understand fans love LA Knight, and they love the nostalgia of him playing off of the, the Attitude Era gimmicks. But the dude's not main event talent to me. He's just not. He he gets a pop. But any I've been saying this forever. When you're international and when you're going against Roman Reigns, you're going to get the pop. You could put me in that situation as a baby face against Roman Reigns, and I would get the pop. There's you you have right, right you LA Knight's good and he sells merch. But he's not a man of enter. He's just not. He's not WWE main event talent. He's just the next Kofi Kingston flavor of the month. And that's not a bad thing. Kofi Kingston's a Hall of Famer. When his career is done, he's going in the Hall of Fame. Probably twice. Individually and with New Day. There's not a bad thing to say that he's the flavor of the month. It's just how it is. You're not better than Roman Reigns. I'm just so tired of this narrative being pushed that Roman's not there enough. That's the whole fucking point. He doesn't think anyone's relevant enough for him to be there. That's his character. What's so hard to understand about that? I just, I don't understand what we're complaining about. I just don't. That's his character, dude. That's who he is. That's who he is. He shows up when there's someone relevant enough or there's a threat to his family. Y'all look too hard into the business aspect of it, right? The hardcore fans look too... They they forget kayfabe, and they just want their favorites to win. And the casual fans forget kayfabe, and they just try to think of it about money and ratings. It's a lot more than that, dude. It's about a fucking story. It's about storyline, and there's character development. 
And I get it. It's a long story. But y'all sat through Lord of the Rings. How fucking long was that movie? Well past the amount of time that's acceptable for any fucking movie. None of y'all complained. Y'all sat there and watched it. And now we make jokes about how long Lord of the Rings is. Is this a long title reign? Yeah. But it's entertaining as fuck. As, right? But, but we see that without Roman, it gets stale. Right? This direction they moved separating Jimmy and Jay and trying to make them. T- I told you, we didn't need this. It was going to make the product stale. We didn't need this. Keep it within the fan. We didn't need to insert LA Knight. We don't need to insert Cody Rhodes. We should have just kept it within the family and, and, and continue to build longer into J- Jay Uso beating Roman Reigns. And then once Roman loses the title, once Roman lost the title, then you could do this whole separate, you know, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso storyline. They, they rushed it. They should have gave it time to breathe. They rushed it too too long or too quickly. They rushed it. Who's there for Roman Reigns to face? Who's a legitimate threat? The only person I can think of is Gunther, and he's on Raw. There's no reason for Roman to be there. Can we quit complaining? Can we quit complaining for one fucking night about, about Roman Reigns? He never shows up enough. That's the whole fucking point. That's the whole point. Roman shows up when he wants to show up and leaves when he wants to leave. That's the point of his gimmick. That's his gimmick. If you don't understand it, you're never going to be pleased by Roman Reigns. That's the gimmick. It's not that fucking hard to understand. Overall, though, Crown Jewel was, like I said, it's, it's very mid, no, nothing, right? which was what I expected. It met expectations. I'm not upset. It met expectations, right? I'd give it a C, C plus at best, right? It met expectations. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, as we finally can focus on Survivor Series, we we can uh, we can finally start to figure out what's going to happen here. Um, if it is War Games, I'm not a big fan of that. We'll talk about that on the next show, though, on the the weekly show. Um, I want to confirm that it's War Games because I really wasn't paying attention to the commercials or when when there when there wasn't like a segment on, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I just, I wasn't into this at all. Um, And so if it is war games, we'll talk about why I don't like that. It's war games. I'm also going to talk about uh, probably bring up CM Punk again, because I thought uh, my prediction and what I thought should have happened was that CM Punk should have showed up tonight. And I'm going to explain that on, I guess, Monday night, Tuesday mornings episode, whenever it gets released. Um, and yeah, and we'll do that. Uh, join the discord links in the description, get your merch at slap Thank y'all for listening or watching like share, subscribe, leave a review. If you're listening on a podcast network, thank you again for 
for uh, listening and watching, and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Brother, I'm going on a wild hog holding. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been seeing stars trying to kick out on his jaw cord. But it's no hope.